So yeah, as usual, I'm recording the talk, um, and these talks can also be found on iTunes. If you go to Podcasts and Seth Monk, the iTunes Store, you can download, I think, 40 or 50 talks, and they're free, so if you ever just need to listen to more things, that's why it's there. Um, yeah, so welcome back, all of us. So I think it's been for about a month since we had the last class. Um, so I had to miss a class. My father actually passed away um, a couple weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah, and this was at the end of kind of like a long, not even actually that long, like a year long kind of battle with ALS. So it was kind of just getting worse and worse and um, you know weaker and yeah, by the time it happened it kind of felt like it was the time for it to happen and in a way it was good that it happened and then also in another way it's crazy that it happened it's kind of so that was a real full-on process lots of people coming into our home and just yeah really trying to sort things out within our family and um, and that was kind of a week-long process you know the funeral was on Veterans Day on the Sunday and my dad was a veteran so and then on Saturday, I flew to Australia for two weeks, so it was kind of this nonstop, you know, roller coaster of things coming in and going out. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of now the first time that you know, right now I'm back. I'm kind of grounded, um, totally not in the space to give a meditation talk, but at the same time, it's kind of always now and. It's always a cross-section of life that we're in. Um, so it's, it's also nice and it's interesting to be sitting back here and to kind of start, you know, really digesting everything at once and working on kind of grounding myself and, um, yeah, just seeing what moving forward now means with everything and all these new impulses that have come in. And... Um, and I think actually meditation is one of the best ways to do that. So I'm also really thankful that this class is here because, you know, I would probably just be sleeping right now if I didn't, you know. Um, so yeah, like we were saying that we have this, you know, jet lag and it's this really strange thing when your body starts shutting down at like two in the afternoon and um, that it's kind of running on, on a different clock. And <clears throat> yeah, I think sometimes we forget that we're biological organisms. Sometimes we think by our willpower we should be able to do everything in our daily life, whether this is in our jobs or in our families. or you know, We almost think that if things aren't working out right or if we feel weird, we don't have enough energy, it's like we're doing something wrong. Maybe we should be drinking more coffee. or go, you know, It's almost as if we're somehow not good enough. And we don't realize that there's like a whole biological component to our being here that we're kind of marginally in control of. We can take care of our bodies, but when you have something like jet lag, for instance, you really see that, that the body, it's a whole different system that's kind of running on its own clock in many different ways. And sometimes that clock can go out of sync and, you know, there's that kind of balance between learning how to be gentle with ourselves and accept where we're at 
but also kind of nudging ourselves to be functional in the way that we need to be. And I think that this is actually maybe even a metaphor for life um, because life is also not easy. I think a lot of us um, are doing okay in our lives. Things are good. And at the same time, I always have the feeling that everybody is kind of just holding on. You know, and it's this kind of strange feeling that when it really gets down to it on a deeper level, it's like everybody is just kind of clinging on to this thing and just hoping that it keeps going, almost like just trying to survive it one more day, this thing called life. Um, Because all of our security is very temporary. Um, This was also interesting, like when my father passed, it's just this interesting kind of feeling that somebody that's been there your whole life, next day there's not there. And how all these things that we take as permanent are actually transitory. And all these things that are kind of foundational in our lives can just not be there the next day. And this is, again, a lot of people, you know, their careers are similar. You know, you're there and everything's going well and it's fine, but maybe you get fired or maybe something happens. Your family, maybe something happens that there's there's a a construct of life that we create around ourselves that gives us the feeling of stability and okayness and we do our best but if you kind of peek behind it you see that kind of anything can happen at any time Um, you know we were just on like 25 hours of plane ride to get back here and every time I'm on a plane I think like oh my god what if it crashes like you know how do they build these planes that the wings can hold up the plane for all this, you know? And, you know, we were doing a lot, there's a lot of turbulence, you know, on each flight that we took. And it was just, you know, again and again, that feeling of, oh my God, like I'm, like I'm 30,000 feet up in the air and this little metal thing on these wings, like I don't know who made these. But, you know, and it's, it's this really interesting um, play in, in trust but in acknowledgement and in mortality and kind of how just a lot of things that we take for granted as being here don't necessarily need to always be here and won't always be here and on a really deep existential level I think we all kind of know that and when life is going well it's kind of easy to forget that or not think about it or not feel it but things always happen and it kind of triggers us in that same place again that kind of says like life is very impermanent life is very unstable you never really know what's coming and um, we actually took a yoga class this morning and they started playing a song and Shannon leaned over and said oh this is from the movie Twilight like she really liked the movie Twilight and for some reason, when she said that to me, I kind of felt into that comment. And I, we watched the movie together, and it was one of these vampire love story kind of drama series things. And a lot of people really liked these movies. And I, for some reason, was able just to feel into it in a different way today. And I thought, why do people really like this movie? And when I felt into it, what came up was because it's really easy to get lost in it. It's a very immersive story. There's a lot of emotions. The characters are relatable. 
it's kind of slow paced enough that you can get involved but action enough to keep you interested and there's something about it that just becomes very immersive that a lot of people got married to the same song that they get married to in the movie and you know it's kind of a movie that a lot of people almost like a generation of people maybe almost connected to as a part of their own lives and when I felt into that and why do people like things that much that kind of connect so deeply into their lives in that way I had the feeling that it's actually because you lose yourself in it and I then thought yeah you know actually a really good song you lose yourself in it a really good concert, you lose yourself, a good conversation, um, sleep, drugs, alcohol, so things that people spend their time and money on um, extracurricularly, so to say. So, you know, there's things we need to do to survive, but all the things we don't really need to do to survive, all the things we do for enjoyment, a lot of them come down to we enjoy it because we lose ourselves. And I think that's a really interesting statement because why do we feel so good when we've lost ourselves? And that being kind of a two-sided coin, the other side of that is what feels so bad when we're with ourselves? What is it about the self that's such a burden that when we can put down the self, we suddenly feel so good. And when I looked at this, I really clearly saw that this is actually the principles of meditation as well. The point of meditation, ultimately, it's also to lose yourself. But the way that we do it, it's without kind of the external worlds being the thing that we lose ourselves in. And it's without the stimulation of a movie or the negative side effects of drugs and alcohol on the body or the kind of exhaustion of going to a concert all night. Yeah. Or the depression that sleep can cause if one continually goes into that as their way of trying to feel better. The thing about meditation is that you lose yourself, but in the best and healthiest way possible. You lose yourself in a way that actually supports you. Because when the mind becomes still, the mind disappears. Anything that is not changing, the mind, through its programming, turns off or turns away from. Um, for instance, if you listen right now to the background noise of this room. So that fan has been there the whole time, but we haven't noticed it because it's been constant. And the mind tuned it out. Now feel your feet. Yeah? The feeling of your feet has been there the whole time. But because it's been unchanging, the mind says it's not interesting and tunes it out. Yeah. Now expand your vision and see everyone, see the whole room and not just me. 
Yeah, suddenly it's like, oh, okay, all this stuff has actually been there the whole time. But because it's just kind of sitting there, nothing's happening. But Seth's the interesting thing that's talking right now. We kind of get this tunnel vision and we have one focus. So the mind has a kind of just the mechanics of how the mind works is if there's something that's not moving, the mind just kind of tunes it out in lieu of something more interesting. It says, okay, that's, that's okay. Um, you know, that's not like a, a scorpion that's coming towards me that needs to find a way out of. That's not kind of the, the salmon that's swimming downstream that I have to quickly catch to eat it. You know, the survival mode, it doesn't react to any of that stuff because it's, it's all just okay. It's just sitting there. So we tune it all out and then we tune more into what's more interesting, what's more pertinent. And when we start to meditate, um, you'll probably notice that when you sit and start to breathe and relax, one of the things your mind will go to, it's your own thoughts because your own thoughts are moving. It's like, oh, okay, here's something that's moving. And then maybe somebody will cough or there'll be something and then you'll, um, right, we just heard like the ding of someone's phone, right? And then the mind will like go to something on the, perfect. Yeah, and the mind will go to something on the outside. You know, suddenly, oh, okay, something happening out here. And I'll hear that ding and then it'll kind of scan. Any more sounds? No. And then it'll come back. Yeah, and then maybe it'll like create a story about something and it's own. Or maybe suddenly you'll feel like, oh, I have this pain in my leg and it'll kind of go down. And so the mind kind of will always bounce around, but it keeps kind of looking at what's, where's something interesting happening? Where's their movement? And everything that's not moving, it just starts to kind of blend it out. What happens in meditation is that this movement becomes more and more subtle. Because, right, we've closed our eyes, so we kind of, we're not paying attention to the room. We start to kind of come in, suddenly our body can start to disappear because our body's not moving, our body's just sitting here. So suddenly, maybe you'll notice in meditation you don't feel your body anymore, that there's kind of just the spaciousness, then you'll feel your breath that's moving, your breath is moving. And then slowly it starts to feel kind of peaceful, so then this peace starts to come up and then the breath even fades away and then there's just this feeling of maybe peace. And it kind of is this progression into more and more subtle, subtle states of of awareness and consciousness. And what's happening actually is that the self, your sense of self, is layer by layer by layer being left behind. Um, if you kind of look at your life, the grossest level of yourself, so the gross and subtle, the grossest level of yourself, it's kind of your external world. It's all of the roles you play in your life. It's all of the stories. It's everything that's happening out there, everything that's not really a part of you, it's not like your body, you know, but it's you, it's all the stuff that creates you, all of your possessions, all of the people in your life, yeah, all of your relationships, your work, so the roles you're playing, the things you're doing, all the things you're identifying yourself with externally, that's the grossest part of ourself because it's not, it's not even us. Again, like when I saw that after somebody in my family died, what are we left with? Like all that person's stuff that they've left in the house and all of our memories of that person and all the roles that person played, that when that person is gone, what we're left with is all of the, the grosser ex external levels of things. You know, so you could see that these things are actually separate. I am not my possessions. I am not my job. I am not my relationship. Yeah. So 
when we come into a room like this to meditate, we've left all that stuff outside of the store. So we've taken that one step towards ourselves, right? We've, we moved away from all the grosser level and now we're taking one step more inside. So in this room, we're still in a bit of a social situation, right? So we're still kind of like in the world with all the people in this room, right? But then the next step is that then we take that next step inside and we close our eyes. So now I'm not even really a part of, I'm not in this room anymore. I'm not with you guys. Now I'm just inside of myself, right? So I've dropped the next level of gross, which is my sense organs, right? So in this room, I can see you guys. I can hear you guys. I can feel you guys. I'm not thinking or feeling or, you know, cognizing things outside of this room. I'm very much just present with my senses in this place. And when I close my eyes, those senses now turn inwards. Now I'm feeling into myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm having images in my own mind. I'm, I'm aware of what's going on in the inner world more than the outer world. So that's another step in. And as I'm sitting in that world and I'm sitting and breathing and thinking, right again, eventually the body starts to, the feeling of the body starts to disappear. So I'm taking then another step deeper then slowly the thoughts will start to fade into the background and then even kind of fade away in the silence. Then it's like another step deeper. Yeah, then we'll start to get in these really kind of pleasant, blissful feelings. Yeah, and then it's just kind of the feelings. And then suddenly there's no willpower. I'm not trying to meditate. Suddenly it's just kind of taking me with it. Yeah, willpower dropped away. Yeah, that all of these things that I used to call me are dropping away level by level by level by level, layer by layer by layer. And what's left is slowly this really refined kind of very beautiful awareness that is very light, that is completely unburdened, that is totally free and totally present and knowing. And it's the most peaceful, blissful, relaxing, refreshing place. It's the place that once you get there through meditation, you kind of say, this is what I've been trying to feel my entire life through everything else that I've been doing, through having relationships, through eating good food, through watching movies, through going and doing events that I've spent my whole life actually just trying to feel this feeling of completeness, this feeling of contentment, this feeling of fullness and really deep kind of piercing presence. And it's really incredible to experience that and to also see that when I've lost myself, when everything that I call me, and by the way, everything I call me, normally I hold on to really tightly. You know, I go to the gym to make this body strong and look good and I, I have all these ideas and opinions and I'll fight with you about my ideas and opinions because they're mine and I know they're right. Yeah, and everybody's ideas and opinions are right. And I see this on Facebook, right? You have all these people who just want to be right and want to feel right against other people feeling right. You know? And all these things that I identify with and I protect so aggressively, you know, when I get into deep meditation and I can actually drop those things, I realize that those very things that I'm so aggressively protecting are actually the things that also cause me the most suffering because I always have to uphold them. You know, whereas we can really put everything down, suddenly we find the real kind of peace, freedom, and contentment that we've been searching for, that we've been trying to get.
um, the happiness that we've been trying to get and trying to create versus just being it, versus actually feeling it. Yeah, so I know this is maybe a little theory right now that maybe you guys are listening to me and you're like, that sounds great, but when I meditate, I just, you know, I'm thinking about how miserable I am and what I have to, you know, go to get Whole Foods tomorrow or something that, you know, but this is kind of the path. This is kind of the direction and the point. And if in meditation is as you're sitting here, and I listened to a, a great talk today from one of my former teachers, Achim Brahm, and he was saying, you know, we should start with kind of a grosser object and move towards a more subtle object. So he said a lot of people, they sit to meditate and they try to just focus on their breath. And he's like, it doesn't really work. What we should really start with is maybe just sit and feel your body and really just think that that's enough. So just feel your body sitting here. And at some point, you'll notice your mind is off somewhere. And then just feel your body sitting here again. And then maybe you'll think, like, is this it? Is it enough? Okay, that's just doubt. Feel your body again. Like, whatever comes up in your mind, just come back to the feeling of your body. And as you're feeling your body, you'll notice that your body's breathing. It's expanding and contracting. It's moving. And then if you stay with that long enough, suddenly you'll start to feel the air coming in and out. And as you start to feel the air coming in and out, you'll start to feel kind of this refined sense of the, the contact between the air and your nose. And then slowly what's going to come in just all by itself is this feeling of kind of peacefulness and relaxation, which becomes kind of the glue that holds your awareness and your attention to the present moment. And it's creating a positive feedback loop that the more that you're present, the more it starts to feel good to be present. The more it feels good to be present, the more the mind naturally concentrates, the more the mind congregates into the present. And then it kind of creates this loop that the mind by itself starts to take off, right? So I was like on this plane, and you know, the wings of the plane are made a certain way with flaps that when it goes at a certain speed, it takes off into the air. And the meditation is the same way. It's when we're sitting and we're kind of building up momentum, building up present moment awareness momentum. It starts to kind of push the mind along, and slowly what's going to happen is that the mind will start to take off all by itself. The more that we build up the awareness of being able to just abide in the present moment in a relaxed, easy way of not wanting things to be different, not trying to get something, just being gentle with ourselves. The mind starts to build up a momentum of contentment. The mind starts to build up a momentum of being present. And that momentum slowly, all by itself, will start to take off. And we'll start to just get and drop really deep into the practice. Um, and this also requires us to practice. So um, some of us only meditate you know, when we come to a meditation class, but we go home and our life is like too crazy and it doesn't make sense, it doesn't fit anywhere. Um, we're going to have limited success if that's kind of where we're at. That we all need to kind of find ways to kind of just piece in a little bit of quiet time that we can sit. And this isn't like a big thing, it's not like a huge commitment. It's not like, oh crap, another thing that I have to do, right? It's kind of the complete opposite. It's really taking some time for yourself. This is really something that feels good. It's something that you want to do. It's something that's going to help you. Um, you know, it's something that you could even literally wake up in the morning and just sit on your pillow in your bed and close your eyes and breathe for a couple minutes. Or before you go to bed at night. Or at any point during the day that you have five minutes. 
if you've just pulled into work before you get out of your car, after work when you get back into your car. Um, there's so many little pockets of time, little five-minute pockets here and there, where we fill with planning and thinking and doing and iPhones, but we could potentially just take one of those little five-minute pockets and just use it to just sit and breathe and relax and start to kind of develop this. And it's a familiarization process. So the more that we do it, the more it'll start to just make sense, become intuitive, and we'll really start to get the fruits of it and the results. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my impulse and suggestion for the class today. And I would like to try a 25-minute meditation from here. And I would really suggest the way that we kind of engage in this meditation today is really that we start where we are. So if you feel that your mind is a little bit more restless today, um, if you find that you know sitting still is maybe difficult, then really start with the grosser object. So really start with just feeling the body sitting here breathing. Um, and really just feel that that's enough. So don't try to really have this deep, profound meditation experience like I was talking about. But maybe just start with something really simple, like just feel the body and keep feeling it. And then maybe you'll feel like a little discomfort in your leg or your lower back. Try feeling that. Yeah, just try feeling whatever's coming up, being with the body awareness. And if ever you're not sure what to do, just come back to the feeling of the body. Yeah. And if, this is, and if it becomes easier, if you start to really feel good in the body, then maybe start to feel the body breathing. Yeah? And if that becomes easier, then actually start to feel the breath itself coming in and out. And that's already more than enough instruction for 25 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, we can all get into a position that feels comfortable. Um, also, if anybody wants another blanket to wrap around themselves or to prop themselves up a little bit higher, Feel free to do that.